Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where I bring you dynamic guests and topics. Today, we have a fabulous guest. She's a self-defense expert who is all about empowering women to be safe. Our guest today is Debbie Love, who is the founder of Head Up Self-Defense for Women. She is also a fourth-degree black belt and certified instructor in karate and an advocate for women's safety. After the rape and murder of her cousin in 1988, Love began a quest to learn self-defense, but nothing stuck. She knew there had to be a better way, so she enrolled in martial arts to learn from the ground up. That was almost 20 years ago. Now Love is on a mission to educate women that self-defense is not about being strong. It is about being smart. Before devoting her life full-time to empowering women, Debbie spent 40 years as a paralegal in Alabama, Georgia, New York, and California. In today's world, we have to learn to be smart, so be sure and and listen to everything she's going to say because she's going to give us some dynamic words of wisdom to keep us all safe. Welcome, Debbie, to my show. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you, Robbie. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. I'm I'm wondering, after 40 years as a paralegal, hmm. why did you decide to do this at this time in your life? Hmm. Well, um. Excuse me. As you mentioned in the in my bio, um, my cousin back in July of 1988 in Atlanta, Georgia, um, her name was Julie Love. Uh, she was abducted, um, raped, and and murdered. Uh, but she was missing for 13 months. And I found myself looking in ditches and under bridges for a family member, and it it changed me. It it made me want to learn what I could about self-defense because Julie and I were the same size. We were both athletic and um, it turns out she simply made a simple mistake. She ran out of gas on this fateful night. And um, uh, so um, I decided right after we found out the details of what happened to her that I needed to know how to defend myself because Julie was, a better athlete than me, and um, there's, uh, it, it's interesting because Julie got a lot of press, as did certain cases like um, local cases. Here might be Chelsea King and Amber Dubois. They got a lot of, a lot of press, but it was because it was a stranger abduction um, versus someone you know. Now, Stranger assault and abduction is what gets all the press and the attention, but 
and that's what we fear, right? I mean, we fear someone that's coming out of the bushes or in an alleyway. But actually, strangers and stranger encounters account for less than 20% of what happens uh, to women, while more than 80% is someone you know. And the fact is, and this is what I want people to remember, is predators generally do not hunt on the streets. They hunt where they're trusted. So while stranger assaults and, and these, these types of cases get a lot of attention, like my cousins did, that's not what normally happens to women. So I want to make women aware of what actually does normally happen. So that well, so why is knowing self-defense so important to women? Well, um, as far as statistics go, one in three women will be sexually assaulted in their lifetime. If you think about that for a minute. If that was anything else, if it was robbery, if it was home invasion, even even a flu, it would be considered an epidemic. But it's it's not. Women are constantly um, sexually assaulted. And one thing that people remember, okay, one in three women are sexually assaulted, but all of the victims of sexually assault have one thing in common. They never thought it would happen to them, and they took no precautions or gave any thought to protecting themselves. Um, in addition, sexual assault is the only crime that society tends to blame the victim. Another thing to think about. Were you drinking? Wow. What were you doing in this neighborhood? What were you, you were wearing that in this neighborhood? Um, it's just, it's outrageous. And, um, it, you know, further, you know, people tend to spend hundreds if not thousands of dollars on alarms for their home or their cars. Um, and and they're, what they're doing is protecting their personal property, but they do absolutely nothing to protect themselves once they walk out of the house. So my thing wow, is, is the only way to reduce your risk is by knowing what risk looks like, and that's what I provide. Wow. So what is your central message to women about their safety? Um, it's actually pretty simple. Keep your head up. Um, a lot of the name of my business is Heads Up. You need to keep your head up literally. And that goes far beyond just walking with your head up, which we need to do. Um, awareness, it's all part of awareness. And awareness starts in your own neighborhood. Uh, women need to pay attention. Is there anything out of place? When you walk out of your door in the morning, is there anything out of place? Is this a person or a vehicle that doesn't belong or seems suspicious? See, what predators look for in a victim are people who are distracted, who walk slowly or on the phone or have their head down and appear depressed. Your demeanor is very important. Women need to walk, look like, and walk like they own the street, like they're not to be messed with. So when you're walking, you're hiking, you're in a parking lot, running errands, whatever it is you're doing, ask yourself, could somebody sneak up on me? Am I being watched? Could could somebody be watching me right now? So things that women need to consider doing is um, keeping your cell phone charged, keeping your your car gassed up and well-maintained. Have someone that you know 
that you can call in case of an emergency. And, and above all else, listen to your intuition. Don't ignore it when something inside of you is saying something is off or something just doesn't seem right. You need to listen to that. We, we tend to ignore our intuition. Another thing is people tend to walk or hike with earbuds in their, their ears. Um, and that's just a bad idea for a lot of reasons. First off, it messes up your intuition. You cannot hear anything. You can't hear if there's some, something going on in the bushes. Um, and also, not only can you not hear, but it also sends a message to anyone who might be watching you that you're vulnerable, that you can't hear what's going on. So um, that's hugely important because I see people with earbuds all the time. Another thing is yeah. stop being so predictable. People go along with their routines. They go to the same shop, coffee shop at the same time, the same sandwich shop. They, they jog the same trail all the time or take the same route every day. Um, somebody could be possibly laying in wait. Sometimes change that up. Change up the coffee shop you go to. Change up your routine. Um, it, that is... Um, very important because that's how somebody can spot you and decide to to watch you, stalk you, or even make a you know make a move on you. So that's hugely important. Are there any things that young women entering adulthood need to know? Uh, good question. Um, they need to be aware, and first of all, be aware of anyone who discounts the word no. You say the word no, someone should back off. Um, that doesn't necessarily happen, and women don't know how to deal with that. Um, consent uh, is, is a, a, a huge thing. I mean, even, even if, for instance, a, a young woman has consented to, to, to sex one time, it doesn't mean it's going to happen again. You can say no the next time. Also, no one has the right to take something from you that you didn't consent to. Now, for instance, women who, young women who are going to college campuses, the, there's a certain time of year on the college campuses known as the red zone. That's the time between orientation and Thanksgiving. More, more young women are sexually assaulted during that time of year than any other time of year, um, any of the other, you know, 12 months of the year. Um, and that's why it's known as the red zone. You've got these young girls that are walking around campus that are looking for their, 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 where their classes are being held or whatever. They put on the cutest studs and they go out looking for their classes, and they are very obvious. And there's guys there that really – they really watch for that, and they'll approach the girl and say, look, we're having a party at our, our uh, dorm or at uh, the frat house. Please come bring your friends, and the girl will be so excited because they just two boys come and, and, and invited them. They have no friends, um, and anyway, the, the girl goes to a strange place where they don't know anybody. It's dark. It's loud. The first thing that happens when a girl walks into the fraternity house of the dorm is they get offered that red cup that's got that juice in it that 
almost all grain alcohol. Um, and they take a few sips. They may put it down. And if they put it down, somebody brings them another red cup. So um, before they know it, because they're not familiar with alcohol, they hadn't had the experience, the room will, it doesn't take long for the room to start to spin. Again, they are in a strange place with strange people. It's dark. It's loud. It's, everything's just off. And it would be probably difficult for them at that point to even make it home, even if they could find where they're supposed to go because they're new on a campus. So, um, anyway, they, um, women need to kind of, in those situations, maybe go in pairs, find a friend, go in pairs, look out for one another. And another thing is it's okay to go to a bar and have a drink and be social, but it's not okay to walk out of that bar with someone that you don't know and put your life in the hands of that someone you just met. So, you know, there's a lot of things women need to be to watch for, but I would say those are the main things, kind of like have somebody you can you can call, um, you know, know beforehand, you know, who you would call in an emergency, what you would do if this person did that or this. Um, and the main part thing they need to know is to avoid being isolated with someone they don't know. Um, for instance, there's something called the um, sexual assault or date rape triangle. And if you think of a triangle, you think at the top of the triangle, you think um, of the criminal intent of someone. You go to another corner of the triangle, you've got alcohol use or drug, or drug use. And the other end of the triangle, you've got isolation, the ability of someone to isolate you. If young women just understand that they control two of those three things on this triangle, they control whether or not they're going to um, drink too much or whether or not they're going to allow themselves to be isolated. They cannot control the criminal intent of someone. But they can certainly control what what what's going to happen to them, what what they are going to consent to, get into a car with someone they don't know, or drink beyond what they can handle. So um, that's my message to young women. Briefly, I could go on for an hour, but briefly. So, what can parents do to keep their children safe? Well, what can parents do? Well, when we're talking about the little ones, um, I I would think, um, first off, pay attention to what they say and don't dismiss what your kids might tell you about someone doing something or otherwise making them feel uncomfortable. Don't dismiss, um, even, even if they say, oh, my beloved Uncle Joe or whoever it might be is... Um, or a neighbor, a coach, or a teacher does something that makes them feel um, uncomfortable. For example, if, if your kid loves piano, loves piano, loves practicing, loves soccer or tennis, can't wait to go, and all of a sudden one day decides, you know, I don't want to go. They just no longer want to go. Instead of forcing your child to go, try to find out why. It could be innocent. It could be that the kid just wants to watch cartoons that day. But it also also could be something else. And unlike adults whose intuition, I mean, adults tend to a lot of times ignore their intuition. Um, 
a child's intuition is more pure and not yet tainted. So, um, and, and so, uh, and parents also um, maybe will sometimes rely that, well, this person's had a background check. Well, background checks mean very little because somebody who's sexually assaults, even a serial rapist or sexual assault person, um, the, nothing's going to appear on a background check unless somebody's been convicted of a crime. So somebody could um, be um, a predator of children, and because they've never been caught, a background check will say nothing. So it's really just very important that you pay attention to what your kids have to say, maybe have a code word. The code words are, are very effective. Um, somebody, you know, goes to a school to pick up the kid that's not a parent and says, well, your mom was in an accident, whatever, and she asked me, I'm a friend, she asked me to pick you up. Well, what's the code word? If they don't know the code word, you don't get in the car with them. And um, parents, don't be afraid to talk to your, your children about these sensitive issues. So what do seniors need to know? Well, seniors are, um, every kind of age group are um, targeted for different reasons. And seniors, it's a, uh, normally it's, it's a crime of convenience. Seniors are, um, they, they're, they're pretty much easy pickings because they most likely cannot fight back. Seniors will also, I mean, if, if a fresh-faced person, a boy next door that appears to look like a boy next door, approaches a senior, they can be very trusting, and they might be even lonely. I like having somebody to talk to. Um, and they're, they're victimized for different reasons. One is because they often carry cash, which a lot of, you know, younger people don't. Um, they, in their homes, they'll have valuables, they'll have jewelry or antiques. Um, and also, and probably the main thing is they usually have pharmaceuticals, which people might, um, target them for that reason. Um, and another thing that seniors should never do is never open the door to someone they don't know and certainly do not invite them in. Um, if someone's going to insist on talking to them, they should take it outside. In other words, if they really want to talk to the person um, who's ever approached them, walk outdoors because the last thing that a predator wants is attention drawn to them. So if they take it outdoors, a neighbor might spot them, anybody might spot them and be able to um, stop whatever could be going on or intervene in some ways. But people should really check on their parents or their elderly elderly neighbors um, often. Debbie, make what, sure what okay. makes your self-defense classes different, and what do, you, what do you teach them? Well, what, what I teach is what makes me different is I teach from a woman's point of view. Um, I'm small, I'm about 4'11", and not quite 100 pounds. And so when I say I teach from a woman's point of view, 
um, first off, women react differently than men in an encounter. We're smaller. We're weaker. We have less muscle tone. Um, and even the, the, um, the expression fight or flight has been changed to fight, flight, or freeze because when attacked, women freeze during an attack. Women, they just freeze and just wait for it to be over. What I teach is how to fight back. To, to, I, I teach things that women can do. For instance, women don't punch. So I don't teach women to punch. I teach women to use their elbows, their knees. I teach them, them common sense ways that women can remember because I speak like a woman. I think like a woman. I am a woman. So um, I teach what makes sense. Um, for instance, the, the most common ways that women are grabbed are from behind. It's very simple how to deal with that situation if you know. And as soon as you see what I show, it'll make sense immediately, and you'll most likely, likely remember it. And also, all sexual assault takes place up close, so there's no reason to know how to fight from a distance. So using your elbows and your knees is um, is essential to knowing what to do. And also there's other spots, pressure points, or spots on your neck or other pressure points that you have um, where you can just touch somebody with your finger in a certain area and it will cause them to back up immediately. Um, most people, most, um, I don't know anybody else that teaches that kind of thing. Um, and also, I also teach the most common um, forms of sexual assault. For instance, you're uh, going back to almost like a college campus situation. You get thrown into a dorm room and somebody's blocking the door. What do you do? Well, I can show you what to do. Um, more or less, I teach women to cheat. I don't, I don't teach women to fight fair because even – uh, men fighting against women is not a fair fight in the first place. So I more or less teach women to cheat. And I teach them to cheat with the most common grab. Like I said, from behind, people tend to grab women by the hair, choke, things like that. And I teach those defenses, and I don't make it go too far. And I'm, I teach it in a way that women will understand. So how can they reach you and sign up for your classes? Well, um, my name is Debbie Love. It's easy to remember. Um, But I am, um, of course, you can reach me by phone, and I'll give you that in a minute, by email. I have a website, and I'm on Facebook. So, um, and I do have a studio also. I have a, um, a studio in Solana Beach. Uh, the address is 572 Stevens Avenue in Solana Beach. Um, I have email, again, very easy, Debbie at HeadsUpSelfDefense.com. Um, my website is HeadsUpSelfDefense.com. Facebook, I'm at HeadsUpSelfDefense. And um, my phone number is 760-455-8562. Again, that's 760-455-8562. And people can call me. I do um, uh, private classes, one-on-one, mother-daughter classes. 
I offer group classes. You get a group together. Call me. We can make it happen. Youth groups, women's groups, church groups, mother-daughter. That's always a lot of fun. Um, and even family. Um, and um, classes are a lot of fun. Um, uh, I have a lot of fun with it. And another thing that I, I cover is, like, for instance, um, people commonly take ride shares. I teach, for instance, I tell people the, the safest place to sit in a ride share to where it's most difficult for somebody to possibly grab you. What you should do in a ride share, for instance, um, uh, pay attention to where the driver goes. Know the route before you get into the car. Um, and, you know, pay attention as the, as the driver is going that way. I also teach about casual sexual assault, which is something that nobody else covers. But that's the stupid little things that little girls have to deal with from the time we're children. Um, it's, for instance, the, um, a hug where somebody ends up maybe grabbing your tush or um, someone who always insists on kissing you on the lips. How to stop that from happening? Because once that stuff kind of starts happening when you're a little, every time you see this person who does it, it happens again and again and again. And it's extraordinarily uncomfortable. But women are normally um, just courteous, and so they're not going to go up and, and hug that cousin that, that always does this or something like that. So um, I, I teach for women, and it's, it's all about women. It's what I've experienced and most women have experienced during their lifetime. And I just um, teach it all in a way, again, where women will understand and get it pretty much immediately. So, yeah, I'm, a, I'm available uh, for classes uh, any time. You're also available, I'm available to speak for groups. I, yo, yes, I do a lot of speaking to groups. In fact, I get more information out that way uh, than any other way um, because – Self-defense is a lot more than just techniques. In fact, if you need a, if a woman needs to use a technique, it means that everything else has failed. And in my speeches, I talk about what everything else is. What, what is it um, when, just when you're out and about? It's being aware. And I know awareness is said a lot and probably overused, but that's, the most important thing, the most important thing that women need to um, to pay attention to is just what's going on around them. I think that ride share thing is very important because lately there's been a lot of news of people getting into rides, even like, you know, Uber, Ubers and Lyft and things happening. Uh, so, you know, that's very important. How long are your classes? We're getting down to two minutes, so I want to get all the information. And then I want you to give your number again where they can reach you. Okay. My classes are at least 90 minutes, and I usually go over because I can talk about this for days. Um, um, at least 90 minutes, and they could be longer. And I'm going to be doing some workshops where I put in the, the speak speaking and 
the class at the same time, um, teaching techniques and and doing my talks. Um, but where you can reach me, again, my phone number is 760-455-8562. Um, email Debbie at HeadsUpSelfDefense.com. Um, again, website, HeadsUpSelfDefense. Um, you can pretty much find me anywhere. And I do hope people get in touch because um, I have a lot of information that, that women and girls need to know, parents need to know. Debbie, how long of class? I mean, I know you said they're 90 minutes, but what do you, uh, how long, of, how many classes do you feel that they should take? I recommend at least three, just because it'll, okay. certain things will get into your muscle memory. So, okay. you know, okay. where with throwing an elbow will come more natural once you've done it a few times. Okay, that's good. And, uh, yeah, because yes. you're like four feet, and, you know, so. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I I'm wanna, tiny. I want to thank you for being on the show today. That was great information, and I agree. Everybody needs to learn to be safe. And I absolutely agree about those things in your ears because I see people walking with them all the time. And, you know, they're not going to hear anything. Um, I know one thing I've learned is when I'm going out, I always have my keys in my hand to get into yes, my car. Well, you just have something in your hand. There's a certain um, self-defense weapon that I do recommend and sell, but um, you should have something in your hand um, and don't have your hands full when you're walking through a parking lot. Don't have both your hands full. Um, have one hand free at all times. You know, it's just these little things that women need to know. Um, well, we that, are down to eight seconds. So thank you again <laughs> for being my guest. Well, thank you it for having me, Rob. Have thank you. Thank you so much. A lot much. of great information. Thank you, Robbie. Okay.